This is the National Medicine Symposium from the Canberra National Convention Centre. At a symposium like NMS 2018, we have people who are called consumer rapporteurs. It's a beautiful word. <laughs> Wandering around a symposium and just being big sponges, soaking up panel discussions, lightning talks, keynote speakers. One of those is a lady from South Australia who has joined us to be a consumer rapporteur. His name is Melissa Cadzo. Now, we're wondering, how do you become a consumer uh, rapporteur? Melissa has special interest in digital health and children's health, and uh, she joins us to tell us what it's like being a sponge. Firstly, what is a consumer rapporteur? Oh, consumer rapporteur. Well, we're actually all consumers. We're, we're all somehow involved with the health system. Um, uh, and some parts of the health system call us health consumers. Some of us, some parts call us uh, patients or carers or clients. Um, and um, some doctors don't actually like some of those terms. So whenever I'm in discussions with um, different parts of the health system, I use whatever term actually helps the discussion that's going on. So that's a consumer. And a consumer might also be a, a carer of a patient. It might be a parent. It might be a nominated family member. So the consumer sort of covers a whole lot, a whole lot of people. So a consumer rapporteur at, at, at this symposium, it's a rather unique role. So MPS Medicine Wise has chosen to integrate consumers uh, into the symposium by um, having two of us come along. It was an expression of interest process um, where uh, we were asked to apply, um, um, explain why we wanted to come along, why, how we could report on the process. That's, that's what rapporteur means, report on the proceedings of the process, interact with other people, particularly the consumers here, uh, but also the clinicians and everybody else that's here. Uh, report on it in whatever way we want to report on it. So I love technology, I love social media, so I've been using a lot of social media. Um, uh, there's another consumer rapporteur called Deborah Letica, who I believe you interviewed yesterday. Um, she's also speaking to a lot of people. We're going around looking at the posters that are here, looking at the, the, the going to the panel sessions, looking at the keynotes, and spending a lot of time talking to people uh, in the in between breaks and probably drinking way too much coffee. But that's okay. Why did you want to do this? Oh, well, actually, I did it two years ago. I applied two years ago and was chosen, and I absolutely loved it. So we, we it's a volunteer role. Um, they fly us over for it, but it's actually a volunteer role. So I, it's, um, I've taken time off work for my own business. Um, uh, it's just basically so we can go around having a lot of awesome discussions, gently reminding some people that the importance of co-design with consumers, co-design with consumers, but also co-design with clinicians, just gently reminding, but also then also identifying the pockets of, oh, there's many pockets of excellence of, of, of who's doing it well of consumers, but also celebrating that when that's done well, we sort of highlight that in our tweets or we highlight that in our comments so that we can say to people, this is what good looks like, so that then other parts of the health system can go, oh, okay, that didn't look too hard. We could do that. We could co-design with um, consumers and we could actually head to Because we we're all trying for better health outcomes as a result. Well, it's good for all of us. Yes. Yeah. As a consumer rapporteur, <laughs> you are also a, it is a great word. You're also a consumer advocate, but there is a difference. Yes, yeah, so, so 
all, all of us are consumers, but what a consumer advocate is, is that um, we're chosen to serve on either projects or committees or boards to bring a, a consumer perspe- perspective to discussions, uh, whether or not, and that well, it might be actually at a conference. Um, by having the involvement of a consumer advocate or consumer representative, often it changes the discussions within a, within a room. Um, and sometimes I like to think of it as we're only wearing one hat. All of us are actually consumers. Um, but only the consumer advocate or the consumer representative is actually wearing the consumer hat. We're going in there and making comments and working with others from a consumer point of view and raising them. And I'm actually from the IT industry and sometimes I have to remind myself to actually take my IT hat off and not look for the technology problems but just give um, uh, feedback and and, um, be involved in in discussions and decisions from a consumer point of view. Uh, But then sometimes uh, consumers are actually involved as community members and groups as well. So there's all these different terms and depending on the role, depending on the terms of reference to the group, we have we, we take a slightly different tack. And sometimes as board members we, we actually take off our consumer hat. What have you loved about this symposium? Oh, I, I, I love the fact that a lot of yesterday and this morning's been focusing on striving towards better health outcomes. Um, I love it just keeps coming back to that. It's not about saving money. It's about saving money is important because if we can save money, we can actually help more people. But the focus keeps coming back to better health outcomes. Um, and actually, as a te- with my technology hat back on, I do like the fact that a number of people have said it's not about technology. It's about using technology for better health outcomes. So it's going back to the real proper reason for actually using the technology. Uh, a number of presenters have talked about leveraging using the insights of consumers. That always makes my heart sing. Um, we've seen a number of bits of digital technology where um, I'm sort of conscious that as consumers, we've always come across parts of the health system which are very much silos. Um, and we've, as we move towards more digital health s- solutions, I have a slight fear that we'll end up with digital health. We'll have good solutions, but there'll be digital health silos. So I've seen some examples of... Um, uh, of some solutions that are actually um, are connecting to one another. So I just I sort of reminded people at the end of the yesterday's session to don't accidentally create digital uh, digital health silos with excellent solutions. See how they can connect to others. See how they can actually help the consumer on 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 their journey through. So. What sort of questions have you been posing from the floor? Um, Apart from those. I haven't actually posed anyone. I, I actually haven't posed any. A lot of my questions have been one-on-one with people and asking them. Actually, when I've been talking to some of the poster people, I've been asking them um, that if, if they haven't actually explained in their poster how they involve clinicians or how they involve um, consumers, I've actually asked them and asked them to explain it. Um, so they've either explained it or you can see that they've thought, oh, we might have then prompted them to think about it for their next project. And I think it's really important to co-design with clinicians as well. They're the ones who have to use these solutions to then partner with consumers to, yeah, yeah. What, what have you taken from anyone in particular here from our keynote speakers? Um, Anything sort of resonates like from uh, Dr oh. Harriet Teer or from... Uh, Professor Keith McNeil. Something that's actually come through a number of speakers, and, and this is going to be a spoiler for what, what, what I might say at the end of today, is that positive change can come through a small group of people. A few of the, the clinical pre- presenters said it yesterday of, um, and, and at the Choosing Wisely conference uh, the, the day before this symposium, that sometimes it takes a small group of people 
backed by evidence to pitch an idea or just proceed with an idea. And some of the presenters have said they're... uh, that they might be clinical people. Some of them have said they might be clinical leaders and we're actually going to... Uh, sorry, consumer leaders and we're going to hear from one this afternoon, Susan Morris from Lynch um, Syndrome Australia and I'm excited to hear about her, uh, hear her keynote this afternoon. So it sort of reminded me that sometimes big change can happen from a small group of people or a small group of people backed by evidence with a passionate pitch going to the right people can make big change. So that, 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 that excites me because decisions are made by those that turn up um and as a consumer that that's that's the thing that puts a fire in my belly so well i know we have a consumer rapporteur <laughs> here at the symposium we have two of them but we have one very passionate one who we've been listening to for the last little bit on this podcast so melissa thank you very much for sharing and uh, taking taking the time and the interest to do this and uh, maybe we'll see you at the uh, next one when vision is always 2020 so let's hope the vision has been um, continued for the symposium in that period thank you for your time thank you